Part three, chapter eight of a vital question or what is to be done by Nikolai Chernyshevsky, translated by Nathan Haskell Dole, eighteen fifty two to nineteen thirty five, and others. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Expatriate in Bangor, Maine. Part three, marriage and second love, chapter eight. The sapient reader. I explain myself only to the masculine reader my lady reader has too much understanding to be bothered with guessing and therefore i do not explain to her i say this once and for all there are also among my masculine readers not a few who are not stupid and to this class of readers also i do not need to make any explanation but the majority of readers and this number includes almost all literary men and those who claim to be literary men are sapient and it is always agreeable for me to talk with such and so the sapient reader says i understand how the affair is going to turn a new romance is going to begin in vira pavlovna's life and in this kirsdnof is going to play a part i understand even more kirsdnof fell in love with vira pavlovna long ago and that was the reason why he ceased to call on the lopukovs oh what penetration you have my sapient readers as soon as you were told anything then you say i thought so and you plume yourself on your shrewdness i bow before you sapient reader and thus in vira pavlovna's life appears a new person and it would be necessary to describe him if he had not already been described when i spoke about lopukov i had some difficulty in distinguishing between him and his intimate friend and there was scarcely anything more that i could have said about him that i should not have to repeat about kirsdnof and in fact everything that the sapient reader can learn from the following description of kirsdnof's characteristics will be a repetition of lopukhov's characteristics lopukhov was the son of a meshanin who was well-to-do for a man of his rank that is one who very often has meat in his she kirsdnof was the son of a clerk in a provincial court that is a man who often has no meat in his she or in other words not very often has meat in his she lopukhov in very early youth almost from childhood earned money for his own support kirsdnof after he reached the age of twelve helped his father copy papers and he gave lessons while he was still in the fourth class in the gymnasium they both by their own exertion without connections without acquaintances made their own way what sort of a man was lopukhov in the gymnasium he did not succeed in learning french and he did not go further in german than the declension of der d das with few mistakes but after he entered the medical school lopukhov soon saw that he could not make great progress in science with the russian language alone he took a french dictionary and such french books as happened to be at hand and those that fell into his hands were telemach and the stories of madame Gully and several livraisons of our clever journal revue étrangère they were not very attractive books but he took them and though he was an eager reader he said i shall not open a russian book until i am able to read french fluently and thus he learned french fluently but he acted differently in regard to german he rented a room in a house where there were a good many german laborers it was a wretched hole the germans were tiresome it was a long walk to the medical school but he lived there until he had accomplished what he needed kirsdnof did in a different way he learned the german through different books with a lexicon just as lopukhov learned french but french he acquired in a peculiar fashion through one book without a lexicon it was the gospels a very familiar book 
and he took the new testament in the translation of geneva then he read it over eight times the ninth time he understood it thoroughly and so he mastered it what kind of a man was lopukhov this was what he was one time he was walking in a shabby uniform on the kamenoy ostrov prospect on his way from his lesson for which he got fifty kopecks thirty cents an hour though he had to go a distance of three versts from the lyceum a distinguished somebody of imposing mien met him motions him out of the way in the manner of men of imposing mien and bears straight down upon him without giving way but lopukhov at that time had a rule not to be the first to turn out for anybody except a woman they bumped against each other with their shoulders and this distinguished somebody half turning about said what a pig what a hog you are but while he was preparing to continue the lesson lopukhov made a full turn towards the distinguished somebody took the distinguished somebody by the body and deposited him in the gutter very tenderly then he stood over him and said don't you move else i will drag you farther where the mud is deeper two moujiks passed looked on praised him a chinovnik passed looked at him and did not praise him but smiled sweetly some carriages passed by no one looked out it could not be seen who was lying in the gutter lopukhov stood there for a time then he took the distinguished somebody not by the body this time but by the hand picked him up led him upon the highway and said ah my dear sir how did you happen to get into this plight you have not done yourself any harm i hope allow me to brush your coat a moujik passed by and began to help wipe the dirt off from the distinguished somebody two meshanins passed they also stopped to help wipe him off they wiped the dirt off from the distinguished somebody and departed kirsdnof never had such an experience as that but this was what happened to him a certain lady who had people to run errands for her thought that it was necessary to have prepared a catalogue of the library left her by her husband who was a follower of voltaire and had died twenty years before why such a catalogue was needed after the lapse of twenty years is more than i can tell kirsdnof was selected to arrange the catalogue at a salary of eighty roubles he worked at it a month and a half suddenly the lady came to the conclusion that the catalogue was not necessary she came into the library and said don't take any more trouble about this work i have changed my mind and here's to pay you and she gave kirsdnof ten roubles your ladyship he gave the lady the benefit of her full title i have already done more than half the work out of seventeen shelves i have already catalogued ten do you find that i have taken advantage of you as regards pay nicolas come here and talk this matter over with this gentleman nicolas came in how do you dare to insult my maman you are a milk-sucker an unjustifiable expression on kirsdnof's part nicolas was five years older than he you had better hear both sides first help cried nicolas help i will show you how to call for help in the twinkling of an eye the lady screamed and fell in a swoon and nicolas felt that he could not move his hands which were fixed to his sides as by an iron belt and indeed they were pinned by kirsdnof's right hand while his left hand had nicolas by the jaw ready to clutch his throat and kirsdnof was saying just see how easily i can choke you and he squeezed his gullet and nicolas perceived that it was a very easy thing for kirsdnof to choke him but kirsdnof's hand has already left his throat he can breathe freely and yet kirsdnof's hand is at his throat and kirsdnof addressing the goliaths who appeared at the door says stay where you are else i shall choke him get out of here else i shall choke him 
all this nicolas understood in the twinkling of an eye he made a sign with his nose which signified that kirsdnof was right in the case now brother see me downstairs said kirsdnof again turning to nicolas and continuing to embrace nicolas as before he went into the front room went downstairs followed from afar by the astonished gaze of the goliaths and on the last step he let go of nicolas's throat pushed nicolas himself away and went into a store to buy a cap in place of the one which had remained as a prey in the possession of nicolas now what difference can you find between such people all their most prominent features are features not of individuals but of a type a type differing so greatly from that to which you are accustomed sapient reader that its general peculiarities hide the individual differences in them these people when seen amongst others are like europeans among chinamen whom the chinamen cannot distinguish apart in all of them they see one characteristic that they are red-headed barbarians who do not understand any ceremonies in their eyes the french are just as red-headed as the english and the chinamen are right as they look upon it all europeans are like any one european not individuals but representatives of a type and nothing more all of them alike do not eat cockroaches and centipedes they are alike in not cutting people into little bits they all alike drink brandy and wine made from grapes and not from rice and actually even the one thing which the chinamen see is their native custom the drinking of tea practised in a diametrically different way from their way with sugar and never without sugar thus people of the type to which lopukhov and kirsdnof belong seem alike to people of a different type every one of them is a man dauntless firm unwavering capable of undertaking any matter and if he undertakes it he sticks so resolutely to it that it cannot slip out of his grasp this is one side of their nature another side each one of them is a man of irreproachable integrity so much so that the question never even enters our mind is it possible to rely on this person unconditionally it is as clear as the fact that he breathes with his lungs as long as the lungs breathe such a heart is warm and unchanged you can lean your head upon such a bosom you can rest upon it these general features are so prominent that the personal peculiarities are covered over by them it is not long that this type has been in existence among us in former times there were only isolated individuals who gave promise of it they were exceptions and as exceptions they felt lonely and powerless and for that very reason they were inactive or they fell into despair or they felt exalted or became romantic or fanciful that is they could not possess the chief characteristic of this type they could not show any cool practicability and even well-regulated activity or active sound good sense those were people who though they had this very same nature had not yet developed into this type and this type is a recent growth in my time it had not yet come into existence though i am not very old in fact am not at all an old man i myself could not have come to be such i was brought up in a different epoch and for the very reason because i myself am not of this type i can without the least hesitation express my respect for it unfortunately i do not give myself a word of praise when i say in regard to these people they are good people this type sprang up not long ago and it is growing rapidly it was engendered by the times it is a sign of the times and shall i say further it will vanish with its time and not a long time either 
its already short life is doomed to be short in the future six years ago these people were not to be seen three years ago they were despised and now but it does not make any difference what is thought about them now in a very few years a very few years these people will be called upon save us and whatever they will say will be believed by everybody a few years more and maybe not years but months and they will be cursed and they will be driven off the stage they will be hissed and insulted all right hissed and cast insults drive them away and curse you have gained your benefit from them that is sufficient for them and amid the noise of hissings amid the thunder of curses they will leave the scene proud and modest stern and kind as they have ever been and will nothing be left of them on the stage no how will the world get along without them wretchedly but after them it will be still better than if they had not been and years will pass and people will say after they left the world was better but still it is bad enough and when this is said it shows that the time for this type has come again and it will come again and be represented in greater numbers in better forms because then there will be more of good in the world and again the same history will be repeated in a new light and so it will come to pass that men shall say well now we are enjoying life and then it will not be an exceptional type because all people will be of this same type and they will find it difficult to understand how there ever was a time when it was considered a peculiar type and not the general nature of all people end of part three chapter eight recording by expatriate in bangor maine